Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Gargoyle Podcast. I'm Nathan, a.k.a. the Gargoyle. And I'm Eric, a.k.a. the Chimerican. And tonight, we're starting our Christmas coverage. Yay! Yay! Christmas is here. Even though it was totally here starting on November 1st. It's been here, yeah. Yeah. But we're finally talking about it on the podcast, so so that's a thing. Yep. You know, tis the season to be over-commercialized and materialistic, right? <laughs> And that's really a good segue into this episode, <laughs> that's, because that's kind of what it's going to be about. <laughs> the, the reason for the season is buying shit, right? That's that's what it is. Exactly. Um, yeah, so tonight... Although you probably just summon the Krampus to come after it. <laughs> Look, if uh, if Arnie didn't summon the Krampus, then um, then that's not going Nobody. to. <laughs> Nobody's going to summon him. Except for a poor little kid. Um, yeah, so tonight we're doing something a little bit different. It's going to be more of an analysis episode rather than a discussion or a uh, review episode. But we're talking about Jingle All the Way and Krampus, two movies that uh, couldn't be further apart in theme and tone, except for the fact that like they're totally telling the exact same story. Only one of them is um, a lot harder to watch. Yeah, and then uh, the other one is Krampus. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> one of them is about terrible people doing horrible, horrible things, and the other one's a horror movie. <laughs> that is exactly right. It's so funny because it's funny that you set that up because I was totally like in my mind, like, all right, how are we going to, I need to, to lead in with one's a horror movie and one is Krampus. Yeah. Because, yeah, the, uh... it's so, gosh, it's, it's so weird watching Jingle All the Way as an adult because I used to watch this movie a lot as a kid. And just loving it. And now as an adult, it's like, oh my God, there's a lot of really messed up stuff going on in this movie. Oh, yeah. Like I've... All right. So like I said, we're not really doing a review. So we're not going to be following that same structure of prior information, et cetera, et cetera. We're probably going to throw a little bit of that in as we talk about it just because. Um, But also, since this is an analysis episode, spoilers. Just all the spoilers. We're going to be talking about things especially how it ends because like my my big thing about how these movies are related and why one of them is so much better all comes all comes down to the ending um so definitely go check out jingle all the way and check out krampus and then come back for the podcast and uh and since there are multiple krampuses this is the one from 2015 with adam scott tony collette david ketchner uh by michael dowtry i I never know how his name's pronounced i I assume it's doherty yeah D-O-U-G-H-E-R-T-Y. Could be Doherty. Could be Dowtry. I don't I don't know. Michael, if you're listening, please tell us how to pronounce your last name. Please don't correct us. <laughs> <laughs> um but but yes. Uh that's that's what we're gonna be that his version of Krampus, because there are a few other ones out there and they're not so good. Well, I feel like it was one of those things where, like, you have a movie coming out, and then so some of these, like, smaller studios put out the ripoffs where they can put them in Redbox really quick, and then people are thinking that they're renting this version of Krampus, the yeah. 2015, uh, like, the, the good version of Krampus. Right. But then, you know, they get whatever. Well, and since it's just, like, a vague there. name, you know, it'd be like calling a movie Santa Claus. Yeah. You know, I'm sure that there is more than one Santa Claus movie or a Christmas Carol. So, so yeah, you're you're looking for the uh, the 2015 version, and then Jingle All the Way. Not that there would be any confusion about that, but that's the uh, was that 90? Is that when it came out? Jingle All the Way. 96. 96, geez. I think. Yeah. Uh, 96 with Arnie Schwarzenegger, Sinbad, Phil Hartman, God rest his soul, 
Rita Wilson, Martin Mole, or, you know, Colonel Mustard, <laughs> Jim Belushi, and uh, a bunch of even more horrible people. Harvey Corman. He's not horrible. Love Harvey Corman. <laughs> Richard Mole. Really? Bull was in there? I miss um I miss Sinbad being in Oh, you didn't even mention Jake Lloyd, Anakin Skywalker himself. <laughs> he's so he's so Anakin Skywalker. Is that the little kid? Yeah. That's the same little kid. It's the same little kid that plays Anakin in uh Phantom Menace. Now I understand why I hate him so much more. Um <laughs> all right. So, so yeah, we're going to be discussing these two movies. So, uh, so yeah, I haven't seen Jingle All the Way since like it, not at first came out, but like when it came out on video. But even mm. then, I I honestly didn't remember a whole lot from it because, eh, I was thirteen at the time, and I wasn't quite old enough to be like cynical enough. Mm. <sighs> So, like, I, I was in that weird sort of in-between. I couldn't watch it as an adult and hate everyone about it. But I was a little too old to relate to the kid and be like, ooh, I want this toy. Yeah. Even though I still am like, ooh, I want this toy for Christmas because I'm still <laughs> a little kid at heart. Um, yeah, so, like, I really didn't remember a whole lot about it uh, until rewatching it um, for this episode. And, oh, my God, I hate everyone in that movie. <laughs> I'm in the exact opposite boat, other than hating everyone. Like, I actually... Before I, I didn't actually rewatch the whole movie because I've seen this movie so many times that I remember it extremely well, including a lot of the dialogue. Sure. Because um, growing up, we always went over to my grandmother's house on Christmas Eve and she owned exactly one Christmas movie and it was Jingle All the Way. So we just watched it every year by default. And also was, because was she trying kid, to like tell everyone, I hate kids, stop bringing them over here? I don't think so i mean I, I don't think she ever even really watched it with us it was just like oh it's christmas eve and the adults are in the other room drinking eggnog and you know just talking about stuff that i don't care about so i'm gonna go in here and watch this movie about arnold schwarzenegger trying to buy darth vader um a power ranger toy <clears throat> what i get it's just it's so bad but we'll get to that so so yeah <laughs> I still kind of like this, uh, kind of like Jingle all the way, honestly. Like, even though all the characters are bad and they make ho terrible decisions, like, it's still just, I mean, I, honestly, it's just because I grew up with it and there's, sure. a, there's, a de there's a huge nostalgia factor to it. But it's also just a movie that, like, it's weird to me that it even exists or that anybody thought any of the things that happened in this movie was a good idea. And I don't know. It's just it's super it's super weird to me that a movie this a kids movie this cynical exists, and the fact that it is still not necessarily held up as a classic, but it's still like a staple of the holiday season. Like you almost always see it on TV around this time of year, even though like it's not a movie that seems to be very well loved by critics or most Anyone. people in general. Well, and like it falls into that category of like pseudo dark comedy Christmas where you know like it's highlighting the materialism and why it's so bad even though it does it poorly so like it's not really trying to show why it's so bad and I, I, I keep saying I'll get to that but I don't want to like go too far down yeah the, uh, the connections between that and Krampus just yet but yeah like it's in that sort of like dark ish comedy satirical ish um, like the one with um, Ed, what's his name Ferris Bueller and uh, the penguin 
where like they're fighting back and forth on uh, on their decorations. I can't remember. Oh, the name deck of that the one. halls. Yeah, <laughs> Ferris Bueller and the Penguin. That's that's. A I want to see that version. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen that movie actually. It's you know it's kind of the same thing. It's two people fighting over stuff, but it's more about uh, like just being overly festive and decorations. And it, it's like the uh, that one um, segment in Tales of Halloween where they're fighting over the Halloween decorations. It's like yeah. that, but Christmassy. Okay. So it's supposed to be a bit more jolly, sort of. Um, yeah, so it's in that weird sort of like it's kind of satire, but it's not. And I honestly don't know who the market is for, for Jingle All the Way. Like, in theory, kids, but not. But I, I just... Parents yeah. who've had to deal with the frustration of trying to get their child a toy like Tickle Me Elmo or whatever. I think it this movie came out around the time that Tickle Me Elmo craze I, was happening. I guess. Where they were sold out everywhere, but everybody wanted it. It was like the hottest gift of the year or whatever. Oh, it's so dumb. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't know exactly. Although, I mean, I don't know. I was a kid and I thought it was fun. Yeah. I love the... the it's, it's the Terminator. The Turbo I mean, Man stuff. I, mean, that, I think that's another thing too is I love... Arnold Schwarzenegger when I was a kid like he was my favorite actor when I was a kid because I don't know if I'd even seen Terminator before I watched Jingle All the Way I feel like I probably watched it somewhere in there if the Terminator Terminator 2 was the first R-rated movie I ever watched and I was just like totally blown away by it and that was the point where I was like man Arnold Schwarzenegger is the coolest person ever sure so that, that probably had something to do with it but I don't know it's, yeah, it's weird to, to think that I love this movie so much, but now when I watch it, it's like, holy shit, this movie is terrible. Okay, seriously, think about this. So th this is such a cynical movie, right? and it tries to like present like a little lesson about, oh, we need to just appreciate each other and be in the spirit of Christmas. It doesn't matter about toys and stuff, but like it tries to put that lesson out there, but I feel like everybody in this movie learns the wrong lesson. Oh, I, they so learned the wrong lesson. And like everything that happens throughout the rest of the movie is like just Sinbad and Arnold Schwarzenegger leaving this insane path of destruction through this town that they live in trying to find this fucking toy. Well, and it's not even like the two of them leaving this path of destruction so much as it is just Arnold leaving destruction. And then on occasion, oh, right, Sinbad was in this. Dude, Sinbad is... He's like the villain of the story, kind of. And in the end, they're like, oh, he's just a dad trying to do what's best for his kid. But he is a terrible, terrible human being. Like, okay, so... I don't know, man. This There's just so much crap in this movie. Well, so before we start, like, getting into some of the nitty-gritty, uh, I, I do feel like I need to add this, just because, you know, like, some of the, the uh, backstory of experiences of watching films. I enjoyed it. You know, it was fun. I didn't hate it. I hated everyone in it. But, yeah. you know, I chuckled watching it. But actually, like, getting a copy of Jingle All the Way kind of turned into an adventure all its own. Like, there was a <laughs> yeah, little bit of Jingle All the Way-ness going on because I could have sworn that I had a copy. Like, I can picture a VHS in my collection, but I couldn't find it. And mm. I was like, crap. Now what are we going to do? Because we said we were going to talk about it. We have to talk about it. I have to find it somewhere. I don't want to pay like 20 bucks for this movie. <laughs> uh, looked online because maybe it was streaming. Nope. Looked on some of the like, oh, maybe it's like sped up on YouTube. I don't think it's on there. Maybe it was. I can't remember. Um, contacted one of my friends whose movie collection rivals mine, if not exceeds it. And I was like, oh, you have Jingle All the Way, right? It's like, yeah. 
Get a message a few minutes later. No, crap, I can't find mine either. <laughs> Everybody who thinks they have it doesn't actually have it. Yeah, so like it was down to the wire and you eventually found a copy at like Target, I think, for uh, for relatively cheap. Uh, Target or Walmart, either one. And I was like, okay, cool, awesome. Now I can finally watch it. And uh, yeah, you know, not that big of a story. But there was just that little bit of us like trying to track down a movie about trying to track down a yeah. toy. Well, and it was at well, I found it at Walmart, but it was like in the back of the of like where the movies are. They have like a little end cap like toward on the like across from where the TVs are. Yeah, I guess. And like they had all their Christmas movies hidden away back there, which <laughs> I thought was really weird. It's like why wouldn't they have this like facing out toward where everybody actually walks? Maybe the people who work there got so sick of Christmas <laughs> that they've already been like, eh, Christmas is over. Let's just shove it off to the back. And then Krampus is going to show up. To... Mm, Krampus. Uh, before we start talking about like how they're related, let's talk a little bit about the, the basics of Krampus, which is an amazing horror movie. It is pretty great. Oh, my God. So jingle all the way, Arnold and Sinbad chasing after a toy because they're both terrible people. <laughs> It's not because they're terrible people. Yes, it's just it that the journey is, reveals that they are terrible they are people. Terrible people. <laughs> well, it kind of is in a way because they're terrible fathers. They yes. have to they have to get this toy to make it up to their sons the fact to make up to their sons the fact that they're never there for them and Yeah. yeah they are both terrible people. They're all and, so misguided uh, in their actions and I mean I guess they're sort of trying to do the right thing, but it's nope. one of those things where nope. it's Nope. They're doing like the worst possible thing. Yeah. Krampus. Leaving their children to go get a toy. Is a a wonderful, heartfelt, endearing, beautiful, funny, horrific, not really horrific, but you know, it's, some, it's pretty some horrific. scares. Dude, that attic scene is horrific. I love it. Uh, amazing creature and uh, practical effects. The CGI effects, eh, but the practical stuff is awesome about a family getting together at Christmas and just doing their best. They're trying, you know, their family, they love each other, but they hate each other. And, and one kid just gets pushed too far because everyone's being terrible and he still believes in Santa, but he gets made fun of for it. And so he, he rips up his letter to Santa Claus and much like Mary Poppins, uh, Krampus is like, Oh yeah, I'll take this. <laughs> and he shows up and destroys everything. And I love it. It's it's really awesome. Although oh they're God. watching it this time because I've seen I'd seen Krampus once before last year. Actually, was the first time I watched it, and I'm still like, it's such a mild incident that causes Krampus to show up. Like, if that's all it takes for Krampus to show up, dude must be busy, like showing up and scaring the hell out of kids. <sighs> all right, so let's, let's discuss things. I think that it's not that it didn't take much for Krampus to show up. I think that it was more of because the kid and spoilers, major spoilers from here on out, because the kid still believed in Santa and like there was still so much belief when he was like, fine, screw this. I'm tearing up the letter. It wasn't a lack of belief. Like there was still there was still that belief in him. Mm -hmm. But since you brought up Star Wars. Rather than the light side, all of that belief turned to the dark side. Yeah. And so now his belief in just, ah, I wish you weren't here, home alone-ish. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think Krampus was like, oh, okay, some dude who like really believes in things, I'm, I'm going to go take care of them. Plus, with the grandmother having been through it before, I feel like there's a little bit of, look, lady, you've known about this for what, like 900 years now. Or like 70. I don't know how old she is. She's old. She's, yeah. 
you've known about this since you were a kid and you didn't do anything to try to help your family oh be gosh. a better family? Seriously, they he, she gets the bell with Krampus's name on it as a token to remember like to remember what happened to tell others like to be sure you keep the Christmas spirit. Right. She doesn't say anything to anyone until like an hour into the movie. Yeah. And like, why can... is she just sitting there like clutching her pearls almost literally in certain scenes and not saying anything to anybody? It's it that kind of drives me crazy about yeah. this movie. Well, and on a rewatch, you can see when like they come home from the uh, the Christmas pageant or whatever and they're all fussing and the kid has a black eye yeah she's, you, you can see the look on her face yeah, of, she's like, Uh-oh. don't invoke Krampus don't do it but she doesn't say anything so I think that that was a little bit of Krampus being like look Biddy I told you this 80 years ago you didn't listen so I'm taking the rest of them now like I, I think that there was more than just tearing up a letter because yeah that would be <laughs> If that's all that it took for Krampus was just kids stop believing the letter in Santa was just Claus, the last straw, right? Okay, it was symbolic. It was more the, uh, yeah. I think that it was just very symbolic of what actually brought him there. Well, and I would say too, like I, that's a pretty good point that you make that I didn't really think about the fact that he had so much Christmas spirit. I feel like maybe Krampus with some people maybe. Krampus would assume like, oh, they're a lost cause. There's no way I'll be able to give them the Christmas spirit back. Right. Because ultimately, like, I mean, he's a terrifying monster, but at the same time, like, his intentions are good. Like, he's just trying to scare people. It's almost like a Christmas carol or it's a wonderful life kind of thing where it's like, this is how... Like, or the ghost as, of Christmas future. Right. It's like, it, it's not as bad or it could be so much worse than what what you're having to deal with like things could be so much worse like don't lose spirit because that's all we have like that's what the season is about like, yeah well and uh when we get to our christmas specs adequate it'll be okay uh <laughs> one of the things we're going to talk about is that relationship between christmas and horror so i don't want to go too far down that rabbit hole right now but yeah like even with a christmas carol like one of the most iconic christmas stories it involves basically a harbinger of death saying, look, if you don't turn your life around, this is how you are going to die alone and miserable and everyone will be happy that you are gone. So like you have to be a better person. You know, the, the ghosts didn't try to change Scrooge with happiness. There was a little tiny glimpse with the past, but that very quickly turned into, Oh, and now remember all the other things in your past where you were a terrible person. And you're miserable. Mm-hmm. And now let's look at the present and how much you're hated. And now let's look at the future. Like the entire yeah. thing is how miserable his life is. It's not trying to make him happy into Christmas. It's scaring him. Which, which is why I call Krampus the anti-clause. Anti-clause, yeah. Rather than Santa Claus. It's the anti-clause. Saint. I, I get it. It's also like the anti-Christ. <laughs> but I, I get it. You know, because like Santa Claus is like a Christ allegory. But mm. fat. That's the only difference between <laughs> Santa Claus and Jesus. Santa is fat. Unless Santa is Kurt Russell, and then he's just awesome. Oh, yep. <laughs> oh man. So so yeah, I think that the I think that the kids' belief is what summoned Krampus. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I think so. Yeah, it's because it's funny because Allie and I this morning on the way to work. Um, I was talking to her about these two movies and I was like, man, like 
everyone in in Jingle All the Way is so terrible. Like Arnold totally should have like his family should totally be visited by Krampus or whatever. And she's like, no, I don't think so. Like he's like he's terrible. He's trying to do the right thing, but there's also like he's the only one who's terrible. Like his no. wife, well known his in, within his specific family. No, I think that the kid is just a kid. No, he's Jingle fine. All the Way, all of them are terrible. So. The mother, well, no, and see, we kind They're of disagreed on this a little bit. The mom, I think, is just, I think she's a good person. I really do. I think she's also terrible. She is a woman who has, who is trying to be nice and rebuff the advances of their neighbor in a nice way, which is something that all women have to deal with. I don't, do, even after he, like, even after, so Phil Hartman is... As much as I love him as a, a comedic actor. Oh, yeah, we're going to jump around. Like, <laughs> if you've ever listened to an episode uh, that wasn't us, like, trying to work through a logical review, um, and it's more of us just, like, discussing things, we're going to jump around. So, along with spoilers, um, no logical flow to what we're doing. Uh, Phil Hartman's character is a terrible person, and he is just, like, totally trying to get into the pants of every single just woman doesn't even matter like if they're married or not he's just just trying to bone them all yeah he's like he, oh yeah we should get together and exchange recipes sometime like <laughs> well and he's obviously doing things that are super creepy like when he's over there and she's baking cookies and he takes off her apron yeah you know he has a boner when he's taking that off yeah well he he does it in a weird way where he like kind of pushes his butt away from her as he does like uh, yeah it's super weird no like, totally... i i think because the look on her face is just like what was what is that a, no no, they, that was uncomfortable enough. Like, here, why don't you go get in the shower as I take your apron off? Mm-mm. Yeah. No. And then when Arnold calls later on, he's like, he's like, oh, I think she's in the shower, Howard. Howard, do you want me to go check? And he's like, gets really excited about it. He's like, no. Well, but like, she wasn't around to hear him say that, but she was around with his well, he just wanted to go check. But then later, when uh, when Arnold finally gets back and whatever the other events had transpired, and his wife is like, "Oh, Phil, I don't have the characters' names in front of me right now. Will you take me to the Christmas parade?" Like he had been making these advances all day. She had already like brushed him off several times throughout the day, and then it's, you know what? I'm a little mad at my husband right now. So uh, yeah, this dude who is obviously into me and trying to bang me. Yeah, I'm going to ride with you, and then I'm going to drop my kids off alone. By themselves, yeah. yeah. They're like in a crowd seven of years strangers. Old, seven or eight years old or something. So that I can go park with this dude? Like, no. I, I think that the number of poor decisions that she makes crosses over the line of she's just trying to do her best and into, you're kind of at fault too. I don't know. I'm I'm not I'm not comfortable saying she's at fault because I I understand women have to deal with creepy asshole men like that all the time, and especially sure. if it's your neighbor, it's like I have to be civil civil with this guy or else. But she didn't have to ask him for a ride. It's true to the parade and okay. This well, she didn't ask him. He just volunteered, and she was like, "Okay, fine." Mm-mm. Or no, 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 actually, no, no she, you're right. She did ask. Yeah. She? Yeah, you're right. Never mind. My bad. Yeah, because I watched this with fresh eyes of these are terrible people and I hate them. She is not as at fault, but like she's not blameless in the situation. Also, yes, she asked her husband to go pick up the Turbo Man doll. Mm-hmm. Okay. He failed and him being a terrible father is what caused the entire movie to happen. 
but he is like historically bad at doing things. He never shows up to anything. He keeps breaking his promises. He never does anything. And she leaves like the most important toy for their son up to a very unreliable person. You know, like what, what was she doing during the day that she couldn't have said, you know what? He probably didn't get that. I'm going to go ahead and, and get this. I mean, I'm assuming she probably works too. Does she? I mean, she's, it's only the whole movie takes place on Christmas Eve. So it makes sense that she wouldn't be at work. So I'm I'm assuming she would work too. Maybe. But anyway, like it's still I still feel I'm just like saying, I'm just saying there could have been times that she was like, you know what, Arnold, you're unreliable and a horrible father. Arnold. I'm gonna go buy this present myself because I at least want our son to be happy. Now, he is definitely way more at fault than she is. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh, he's so he's he's the worst. I'm just saying, like, I have friends that I love very dearly who are horribly unreliable and i don't He's ask talking them about me but only slightly <laughs> i don't ask them to do things that are important that rely on that or like i i know people who are very reliable when they get around to it if there's something that is time sensitive like i'm not going to ask one of them and it's not like this was the first time that she met him and he let her down mm-hmm. this had been years of him not doing things what makes her think that this is going to be different? I'm just saying she is not completely blameless in the situation. Yeah, that's true. And she also is like super quick to just be totally okay with all the shitty things he had done that day just because he showed up in a Turbo Man suit and flew around in a jetpack. Yeah. And all, all of a sudden everything's okay. That's the thing I that's the thing that bothers me most about this movie is how in the end everything is just oh, it's okay. God. It's okay that you were involved in the bombing of a radio station with like a whole squadron of police officers and it's okay that you punched a fucking reindeer in the face and, uh-huh. it's, and then got it drunk <laughs> and you know it's I, I do love that scene <laughs> it's <laughs> it so funny not See, that I'm advocating animal cruelty but when Arnold punches a reindeer it's kind of hilarious it's, <laughs> he's like you picked the wrong day and fucking uppercuts the reindeer <laughs> Oh my god, it's so so, so of of all of the god. people uh, well, hold on, there's more things to talk about. Uh he gets in a fight with an underground um oh, it's like a black uh, market. Uh, yeah, black market Santa, Santa fence. Oh gosh. He it's, impersonates a cop, which is a federal crime. <laughs> like of all the things that he did, impersonating a cop was probably actually the one that would get him the most time in jail. Because he didn't, uh, Schwarzenegger didn't blow up the cops. Sinbad did. He did, but he was, he ran away. Well, yeah. Broke into, he, he kicks that radio station door in. Uh-huh. Because the guy, like, oh my gosh, he, oh, gee, he's grabs a child by the face who's in a ball pit. He literally grabs her face trying to get a ball out of her mouth. He, and then gets accused of being a pervert. Well, yes. Uh, even though Sinbad was also terrible. He assaulted a mailman, which, again, I'm pretty sure that's a federal offense. Um, let's see. What else? He got so many he things. He pulls over into, that, into the side lane in traffic to try and get to the uh, karate class that he was late for. Yeah. He, that's not nearly as bad, but, I mean, it's still. It's, it's a thing well, and that just also think about, I'm just thinking, like, all of the crazy things that he does at the department stores and stuff where he's like pushing people out of the way and he's like 
grabbing old women or like trying to get women to give him his uh give him the turbo man doll or whatever yeah chasing down a woman in her car yeah Sinbad. well actually there's in the there's an extended version of this movie that he I, actually I just watched the theatrical because it had been too long it's and funny I to me that there's a director's to... cut of jingle all the way maybe Krampus it's actually up worse it. oh gosh that's See, the director's that's, cut this is the crossover in the really back <laughs> and all of them so that's those are just some of the illegal things that Schwarzenegger did uh, he also completely neglects his son oh, getting his karate belt. We didn't even mention the fact he breaks into his neighbor's home uh-huh. to steal to steal a toy from his neighbor's child, uh-huh. and then sets the house on fire and kick punts Balthazar's a statue of Balthazar's flaming head out at a bunch of carolers, not necessarily on purpose, but sure. still. Oh my god! Then he punches the reindeer. Then he punches uh, the reindeer. Yeah, he he misses his kid's karate class for the purple belt, which it bugged me a little bit that it went straight from orange to purple because I that's not that's not the, actually how it goes. Yeah, it bugged me. <laughs> I was like, no, come on now. Yeah, my kids are in we're in taekwondo for a little while, and that's definitely not not where it goes from. Yeah, doesn't green come after orange? It's I like think white, so. yellow, orange. I think gr- white, yellow, orange, green, blue. It's like green, blue, purple, purple red, brown, black. brown, black. Oh, no, there's a red. I don't know. I can't remember somewhere. There's a red in there, too, I think. Yeah, red, red's towards the top. But anyways, purple does not come after orange. Definitely not. Purple's like two steps under black, I'm pretty sure. I, I think it's purple, brown, black. No, I think or maybe doesn't it's matter. brown, purple, black. I don't uh, know. The, the worst part about him missing his kid's karate belt ceremony is his secretary comes in and is like, you have to go. You said this an hour ago. So it's not like he was working and working and working. Like, oh my God, I got so caught up in work I didn't mm. realize. He yeah. had constant reminders. And then you get a montage of him telling people, you're my number one customer. So he spoke to at least like five or six other people on the phone. Who's doing that much business on the 23rd of December when Seriously. you work for like a mattress company or something, I think is what it was. Yeah. And then, oh like, God. when he hangs up with his wife, just, you're my number one customer, like, he obviously did not care about his family at all, talking to his wife with just another phone call. Yeah. And then, this this was probably the thing that bugged me the most. Like, of all those terrible things that he did, all horrible, all very commercial, materialistic, whatever, the thing that really got to me, that I was like, mm, this right here is the entire reason we're pairing these two movies when he's trying to make things better with his son, when he's trying to make it up to him, even though he had missed Christmas parades for the last four years, Mm -hmm. even though he always breaks his promises, the thing that he does to try to win back his son's affection, what can I buy you? Yeah. He's trying to buy his child's love. Yeah. Not only is he trying to, he's trying to find this toy to buy his child's love. He's doing it on Christmas Eve when he should just be at home spending time with his family. Yeah. Like, you know, Especially your child since will be. since it was a toy that he was supposed to have gotten weeks ago I anyways. Know. God, it's so bad. And then in the end, it's like, oh, he's the hero dad. I have, you're the real turbo man. It's like, it's such a, it rings so false because of how cynical everything else is in the movie. Yeah. And then. I just have to get through the laundry list of crimes of Sinbad really quick. Because first of all... Yeah, we'll we'll come back to the materialistic because that is like the biggest connection. But that 
that genuinely made me mad when I was watching it. The yeah, other stuff, I was really like, does. he'd be arrested. That wouldn't happen. Okay, cool. Cartoon logic. The cop isn't dead. He just has singed hair. Fine. Oh, yeah, there's whatever. Some weird cartoon logic in this movie. Like when he punches the, or he no, <laughs> when he's fighting the Santa Claus, he pulls the. Uh, beard, beard back yeah. on a string and it smacks him in the face and then he like flips like 12 times into a pole <laughs> and then you hear the clang of his head on the metal oh, pole so funny. but yeah like I was genuinely mad because this movie is relatively targeted towards kids especially with some of that cartoon logic and physical comedy but the entire thing is your dad can buy your love yeah. or if your dad's being a little neglectful just you know like act super pouty until you get them to buy the thing that you want and i was like this god i would be okay with neil watching krampus when he's whatever eight jingle all the way i honestly don't know if i want him to watch it yeah i mean i'm i'm surprised i turned out to be as well adjusted as i am well given that i watch this movie so much <laughs> all right yes so arnold very easily could have summoned krampus with how terrible he was being Let's talk about how Sinbad could have oh summoned Krampus. First or, of all, you know, with the feds. I just have to say, I actually kind of like, kind of love maybe even Sinbad. Just in general, like, I love all these, like, cheesy 90s movies that he was in. Like, First Kid, where he was, like, the sure. Secret Service agent. I actually think he's kind of funny in this movie in some scenes, but, like, man. So, first of all, the first time you meet him, he's just screaming at people in a large crowd. And choking an old woman. And choking an old woman while he's, like railing about toy companies and how his wife slept with everyone in the post office but him which is so weird <laughs> like why is this in a kids movie i don't remember that yeah maybe it was during the rant and i was just tuning him out just like ah, hey, whatever yeah, it's during the rant and he's like paying alimony to a woman who slept with everyone in the post office but me i i must have missed that and then he's talking about how his kid's ungrateful kind or basically implying his kid is ungrateful because he doesn't get the toys or whatever so he's got to get the toys to win his child's affection and even though later you find out that the reason he's so terrible is because he didn't get the toy that he wanted no you find out the reason he's so terrible is because he blames his life on his dad for not getting him a toy gun yeah same thing he has no he blames his dad he has no accountability whatsoever which totally just get like it's like, my life sucks because my dad didn't give me a toy. Yeah. Which is honestly probably just more of a convenient plot point to make Arnold like, oh, I need to get this. I really need to get this toy or my son's going to be ruined. Now, so, I, such a bad lesson. Even though there are a few other African Americans in the movie, uh, they're very minor or bit characters. Mm-hmm. I also like really had a problem with how the only prominent black character in this movie was like all of the stereotypes of just like an angry black man who his father was distant, who is paying alimony, who yeah. like who, who is drinking on the job. It's just like, dude, could you make him any worse of a stereotype? Come on, he's so he's just a, he's just awful. He is yeah. the worst person. Like, oh my god. And then of course, you know, he goes to the radio station with a threatens a bomb threatens them with what he thinks is well first off he threatens the radio manager right and with something that's not really a bomb and then he tries the, the thing again with the police officers and then it turns out to be an actual bomb that's uh-huh. how cynical this movie is is it's like it could have they like basically saying this could have potentially actually happened in this universe like well and like there's not enough like, cartoon logic at people. that point where when it blows up it's like 
Oh, yeah. They seriously just kill like 12 police officers? (laughs) It's pretty crazy. And then they go back, and no, only the guy holding it has, again, singed hands and some black hair. And it's just like, oh, okay, cartoon logic. He's back on the job. Fine. Like an hour later. (laughs) Right. Oh, man. And then, to top it all off, he shows up in the end as the villain, chases Arnold's child up to a roof where they fall and are dangling like six stories in the air. Instead of being like, oh my gosh, here, let me try and save this kid. It's, haha, I have your Turbo Man toy now. I win. Were you a little like, not necessarily unsettled, but just maybe taken out of the movie a little bit when they were using like actual weapons as props on these people? So, like, he had those actual flying discs oh, yeah, no. shooting out of no, his arm. No, it cracks... That's one of the things I love about this movie is the fact that, like, when they're there at the parade, he has an actual jetpack, and he has actual disc shooters, and he has an actual boomerang. And the guy who was supposed to be there is, like, in the hospital because it blew up on yeah. him, and... <laughs> that, that's actually... My favorite character in the movie, I think, is the... Uh, the producer over the parade that's talking to Arnold telling him about stuff and he's like <laughs> he's like yeah they think he's got he's he's showing some brain activity that's a really good sign <laughs> yeah that, I, I liked his piece so funny uh yeah so and like on top of all that basically all of the things that Arnold did Sinbad was also doing because they show up and just keep fighting each other yeah and they're just they're literally fighting each other and, and like pushing each other into store displays and they're not apologize like if I had bumped into a store display and knocked off one toy, I'd be like, oh, man, I'm sorry. But, like, they're knocking down entire displays and trampling over employees of stores. And, yep. like, oh, my gosh, dude. It's insane the amount of destruction to property that happens in this movie because Arnold wants a fucking toy for, his, for Darth Vader. Like, yeah. it's crazy. So, oh, let's man. also talk about Darth Vader because he also could have summoned campus campus he's fine he's he's no no. he's not okay he's he's a kid he's a kid he's fine no okay and he has he has spirit because of the phone call that he has with his dad he has an absent father all he wants for christmas is for his father to just spend time with him that phone no. call, that honestly, all that he wants is Turbo Man. Well, he wants which Turbo is Man. why when his dad, who had been distant, who was trying very like half-assedly and like having a huge uh, Asian racial stereotype of uh, like putting the thing around his head and doing the weird karate noises. Oh God, yeah, it was bad. A whole lot of subtle slash overt racism. Um, like he's trying to reconnect with his son. The only thing that causes his son to talk to him again is, what can I buy you? And then he's oh, like, oh, I totally want this, a- this, this, and this. I- oh, thanks, Dad. You're the best. I love you again because you're going to buy me a thing. That's that's a kid, though. And that's and again, like he's he's Same. mad at his dad. because. And I would t- it's totally understandable why he would like be standoffish with his dad because his dad didn't show up. He broke another promise. Like They established it really well. And then later on when his dad calls, like he's so excited to talk to him. Like, he's like, hey, Dad, uh, are you going to be at the parade? Like, I, I can't wait. And then he's like, always keep your promises if you want to keep your friends or whatever. And it's like he's just excited to hear from his dad. And but, then... But do you remember what caused him to turn? Do you remember what caused him to yell at his dad? Because his dad yelled at him. Because his dad told him to stop talking about Turbo Man. That was the straw that caused the kid to be like, I hate you. Because he was like, stop talking about Turbo Man. 
Yeah, yes, I don't he yelled think, at him. I don't think it has anything to do with Turbo Man, though. I it was the implication do. in his voice. Like, it was like, dude, seriously, I'm excited to talk to you, and you're going to yell at me, and this is the only time I've talked to you. But in he, two, he like, wasn't excited Christmas to Eve. talk to him. He, uh, wait, which him were you referring to there? The Perhaps. child. The child. Was excited to talk was to Was excited the dad. to talk to his dad. Yeah, fine. But the dad wasn't excited to talk to him because Arnold's a terrible person. Oh God, we didn't even mention that. He yells at his son because his son just wants to talk to him and and wants him to keep his promise and wants him to go to the parade with him. But yeah, he's so I mean, I kind of understand because as a dad, like I know that little frustrations, like sometimes that can cause me to like not be as receptive to my children if they're like really excited about something. And I'm just like, all right, all right, just calm down a little bit. I need, I need a minute. (laughs) Right. So like, I sort of get that, but at the same time, it's like, he's only frustrated because he was a jerk and didn't get the toy. And then now he's abandoning his family on Christmas Eve to go get the toy. I don't know. It's just, he's so bad. He's the worst. And it's one of those things too, where he's supposedly learned his lesson at the end and he'll never break a promise again, but he's totally going to break that promise that he'll never break a promise. Right. Because, because of the twist (sighs) ending that you get at, at the end of this movie. Did you, did you watch it? Because I think it shows up after the credits a little bit. I don't think so. It might be at the very end of the credits. Actually, Was it, was it an extended scene? I don't, there's a scene. I can't remember exactly how the movie actually like ends ends in the regular version, but after the credits, there's a scene where his wife's like, yo, I, you know, you just went through so much trouble to make Christmas special for Jamie, whatever. Sure. And then she's like, and you know, I've been thinking like, if you're willing to go through all this for him, what did you get me? And then the camera like zooms in on his face as he turns and he's like, oh my God, I forgot to get my wife a gift. So he that's is literally the worst. He is the worst. <laughs> Also, further evidence that the wife, not completely blameless. Thank you so much for doing all this to make your son's Christmas special. Oh, no, again, What did you get me? Yeah. Not, we're finally able, no, what did you get me? Yeah. Seriously? Also, who is she making all of those cookies for? (laughs) For Arnold, because they're his, he said... He says the thing where he's like, why are you eating? Why is he eating my cookies? Also, who waits until Christmas Eve to, to put, put the, the star, star on the tree? tree? I was just about to say that. And also like, why? Say, oh, gosh. It's just so. These people obviously hate Christmas. They really do. It's They're very much like the family in Krampus who are just like, we're doing all these things for Christmas because that is what's expected of us. Well, here's the difference. I, we'll come back to uh, to the ending of um, Jingle All the Way because, yeah, all that Jingle All the Way does is teach you do terrible, terrible things. You know, we'll, we'll go ahead and talk about it. We'll come back to the, uh, the further discussion. It teaches you to do terrible things and everything will turn out okay. Well, it's one of those things where it's like, and I have, I've had this conversation with like people in my family too where they'll, I don't want to get too personal about it. Anyway. Um, so like if, if you're doing something that's terrible and you're like, oh man, I really hate that I'm doing this. Like I really regret it. Right. But then you keep doing terrible things. It's like, you're not okay. Just because like you keep doing these terrible things and everything just kind of happens to work out in the end. Like, or just feeling regret for your actions is not enough. You have to actively work to try and make things better. Yeah. And nobody actually does that in this movie. Like, they're not really trying to make anything better. It's like, oh, everything just happened to work out for me in the end. Well, and he doesn't even have, like, what lesson does he learn? Just show up dressed like Turbo Man and I'll win my kid's affection? Like, he gets rewarded for doing terrible things. Yeah. And even Sinbad, 
who had been doing terrible things the entire movie, gets rewarded with the Turbo Man doll yeah, because gets, the little kid's like, oh, I have the real Turbo Man at home. You can have this one as you are obviously going to go and lose your job which and be again, sent to jail. makes the kid a good kid because it's like, oh, I got the toy, but you know what? It's yeah, fine. but what about Sinbad's kid? Sinbad's kid is... <laughs> He's going to get the toy, but then his father's going to be in prison for the rest of his life. <laughs> yeah, for the blowing up cops. And then he is also going to, because of society, you know, not turn out so great. Because, uh, yeah, growing up without a father, it's not a good thing. Yeah, it's like if Sinbad turned out this way from not growing up with a Johnny 7 OMA rifle, how is his child going to grow up without if he doesn't have his dad? Although, honestly, maybe he'll turn out better not having that influence in his life. Tur- Turbo Man, like the doll, will be his dad now. Yeah. <laughs> That's his replacement father figure. I'm laughing about this, but this is actually really <laughs> fucking terrible. Like, it's, it's, it's really There's some sad. really disturbing implications in this movie. Yeah, and they don't talk about any of them. Because it's all about get the toy and everything will be okay. Because that's what makes everything okay. Arnold did not learn a lesson. He got the toy in a life-size costume version of it. Sinbad did not learn a lesson. He got the toy. The kid did not learn a lesson. He got a toy. Like, nobody learned any lessons. They just got the damn toy. They got what they wanted. Yeah. Not what they deserved. (sighs) Yeah. So Krampus. Krampus. Here's what I love about Krampus, aside from everything. They're genuinely trying, you know? Like, the the kids in the Christmas play, and, like, they're doing the Santa pictures, and they're spending time together as a family, and, yeah, they're going a little bit distant, but, like, that's the whole thing, is the kids, like, we're starting to grow apart. I want mom and dad to be back together. I want to spend more time with my sister and, like, actually play like we used to. I want... My cousins to not be treated like boys when because the dad wanted them to be boys. And I want my aunts and uncles to not be so uh, to not have to deal with poverty as much like they're genuinely trying. And the family, even though they kind of hate each other, they spend time together. Yeah, that's the thing that really like gets me about this movie is it's like with the kid whenever they're reading his letter to Santa, he doesn't ask for any toys or anything like yeah. nothing no like he's when he even when he's talking to the other kid that comes over like the cousin his cousin where he's like oh did you ask for video games did you ask for this or whatever like the kind of stuff that most normal kids would ask for right he didn't actually ask for any of that stuff max didn't yeah he just wanted his family to be together and be happy he wanted the christmas spirit to be back yeah and and again they're trying tony collette and i apologize for not using any of the characters names whatever i could pull it up on imdb i'm lazy when i get into an argument tony collette like she spent all of that time making all of that food the her sister and uh her family wasn't very appreciative but like she still tried because family's coming over gotta make dinner yeah and even with the aunt being there when she was like i wish you would have let me know that you were bringing aunt bertha or whatever her name is i can't remember like it wasn't a how dare you it was just like oh a heads up would have been nice like she was obviously upset but if her sister had just let her know like hey by the way sorry couldn't avoid it having to bring our aunt then i think she would have been like crap 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 okay fine we'll deal with this it's one more person it's dinner fine it'll be you know like they're they're trying and they're even though the uh two girl cousins are picking on max like i don't know they're still kind of familial and Mm. 
Well, and I like my favorite scene of the entire movie actually is the part where uh, Max has stormed up to his room and Adam Scott comes in and he's like just checking on his son. He's like, why do we always have to have the family over here? Like, why do we have to do this? And, you know, he's like, well, it's because they're family. It's just what families do. And he's like, but why? And he's like, okay, well, you have me there, but maybe it's because despite our differences, we still try to get together. We still try to find common ground because that's just what. I mean, that's what good people do. Yeah. And he's like, do you really believe that? And he's like, I want to believe it. So I really like that the movie, addre- I mean, it is still kind of cynical in nature and it is like an- acknowledging the fact that like, okay, it does kind of suck. However, the holidays you have to, like you feel forced to spend time with people that you may not necessarily want to spend time with. Yeah. But I mean, I like that there's, they try to put like a silver lining on that. Like, well, maybe there is a good reason for this. Well, and it feels so genuine. Yeah, you know, like it feels, no, um, it's it, the the dinner scene is like it makes me very uncomfortable because it just feels a little too real. It feels yeah. like a real family kind of interaction in a way. I mean, it's it's obviously played played a little over the top for almost like Christmas Vacation kind yeah. of is what it reminds me of. Um, it's played a little over the top, um, but at the same time, like it still feels so much like interactions I've had with family at Christmas. It really does. Yeah, and then then you have the old grandmother like. <sighs> Even though every person in Krampus had their faults, they're all so relatable and so realistic and so believable. And it's like, I don't like this person, but I understand them. You know, in Jingle All the Way, I just hated all of them. Yeah. Because, just because. But in, in Krampus, it's like, I I get it, you know? Like, I have some people in my family that are like some of them and some people that are like some of the other ones. And like trying to find that balance between being around them. Sometimes it can be difficult, but it's like, but they are family. Mm. And I mean, obviously that's one of the things about Christmas that makes it so difficult is the, you have to spend time with them. But you know, like even when you were talking through uh, Adam Scott's lines, it's like, yeah, that's God, that, that his little bit there is kind of the entire movie of their family. And it sucks. But I mean, I want there to be good doesn't even necessarily mean that I believe that there is, but I want there to be because mm. yeah, it would have been so easy to have just not spent time with any of them, but they were, they were trying and I don't know. That's one of the things about it that, that is so weird to me that like this, like what is it about this family in particular that caused that Krampus? I mean, I know we did talk about this a little bit, but it's still one of those things where it's like, they're not bad people. They, they, still have Christmas spirit, I feel like, but I think it is kind of more artificial in a way. Like, I don't know. Well, I, so I think that part of it, um, they're going through the motions. I, I feel like in a lot of ways, it's like, this is what you're supposed to do during Christmas. They're not doing it because it, they enjoy it. They're doing it because they feel obligated to do it. Yeah. Which I think is kind of an interesting, like Ali had kind of pointed this out to me when we were watching it and I didn't really think about it. It's like, you know, they're doing what they feel they're supposed to do. Like they're trying to get together as a family. But Ali was like, well, I mean, if they just didn't have the extended family come over and put the rest, like if the parents like didn't have the cousins and stuff to come over and the aunt and uncle, it's like their children would be so much happier. Like if they just focused on their family, they would be so much happier if they didn't have them come over. And I'm like, but it was Tony Collette's sister point in a way it's like they're forcing themselves to be miserable because it's the holiday because but, it's the holiday but they like, weren't even like distant relatives it was tony collette's sister so like if they live close enough to drive over 
I mean, yeah, they had suitcases, so obviously far enough that like they were staying over. Yeah. But like they they didn't fly, and I, they, I they don't know. arrived in their mobile assault unit like, right. van, <laughs> which. It's really it, funny. Well, there's a, a a little bit of like, okay, so they're not doing so well financially, but of course they have money for an HUV because and uh, like tactical shotgun and yeah, pistols I mean, that's and kind of realistic. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, they're actually they're it's kind sisters. of realistic if you, and, if you grew up in the south. Exactly. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. Like, could you could you see that when like. Let's say once you get older and your kids have their kids, maybe you and Allie are dead, and so it's oh, just your kids. Nice. Uh, you know, you're old. Something terrible happened. I don't know. Krampus got you or something. I don't know. <laughs> I hope wouldn't, not. Wouldn't you want your kids to still get together with their families despite how distant they might get from each other? I, it, that's a that's a difficult question. It depends on the relationship they have. I feel like I don't know. It's, regardless I don't know. of the like, regardless of the in laws. So um, let's say that the let's say that when they get married, each of their spouses hate each other, but your two sons still love each other. And it's like, but we're brothers. We need to get together. We just have to like keep everyone else in our family separate from each other. <laughs> Would you want them? to still get together during Christmas because they're siblings and because they're supposed to love each other or I mean of course I would I, of course like if if we weren't talking about it in this particular context I, the the answer would be an unequivocal yes I don't know though like I, I did find that to be a good point I still like I still understand I, I mean I if it was me I would still try to get together with my family because that's what I do anyway like right. even if we make each other miserable at times which is kind of unavoidable we still get together because, I mean, it's family. Like that's just that is just what you do. And I I feel like Adam Scott's explanation is like a perfect distillation of why we do these things with each other. Yeah, and we still make good memories. I mean, there's still like every single time there's ever any kind of get together, there's always something where it's like, oh my god, can you believe that so and so is doing this? But at the same time, it's like I don't look back at those times and feel angry or anything. Like I don't regret getting together with them. You so. also don't have Krampus showing and up. And I also like, don't have Krampus showing up. So, so. take take Krampus <laughs> and remove Krampus from the equation. Which I realize makes it a terrible movie. But, it makes it Christmas vacation. Well, but not even as outlandish as that. But like, yeah, just take the movie Krampus, but completely remove Krampus being a real entity in this movie. And the family's interaction would have been probably like any other family interaction. Like, there's probably nothing about it that would have made it stand out as these are terrible people and I will never see them again. It was just that sort of like, okay, things got really bad for a minute, but they would probably get over it. I mean, they got over it by the end in part Mm. because, well, you know, trauma. But it's the exact same thing as Home Alone. Where Kevin is super mad at all his all of his family because he's being neglected and feeling left out and abandoned, and he's like, "I wish all of you were gone." And he wakes up and just, "Oh, everyone's gone." Mm. And then by the end, he's like, "Oh, wait, no, I don't wish that they're gone. Yeah, I kind of hate them sometimes, but they're family and I love them." Yeah. So that's the exact same thing that happens with Krampus. It's just a different outcome. Yeah. But yeah, like the kid learns they're my family and even though sometimes I disagree with them, they're still my family. I still want them back. I'm still going to fight for them. It's just not the way it works. Yeah. But anyway, 
Yeah. I do I do totally agree with you though. Like I do think that the the main thing with Krampus is that these are good people. They are really trying to make things work. And I think that's like really that's the difference between Jingle All the Way and Krampus. And I think now is probably well, I don't know. Do we have anything else we want to say about Krampus before we get to the endings of these movies? Um I I love the practical effects. I know that I said that. I love the monsters. Oh my god, I love the monsters. So that attic scene. First of all, watching this watching this movie after watching Hereditary <laughs> caused some like really some like PTSD when Tony Collette starts to get strung up by the uh, by the Christmas lights in the attic. I was like, man, Tony Collette just needs to stay out of the fucking attics in these movies yep. because bad things happen. <laughs> really bad things happen. So <laughs> yeah, the uh, the attic is not kind to her. <laughs> is but, man, her daughter's the first one that dies in both movies spoilers oh, spoiler, for both movies wow. sorry you just spoiled hereditary it's okay we already did another episode hopefully they already i do that to ali sometimes and she's like <laughs> anytime i mention hereditary she's like stop talking to me about that movie stop it because she it traumatized her um <laughs> Oh my god! But yeah, that, oh, the attic scene is my is my other favorite scene in the movie. Those monsters are super, especially like the first time I watched this movie. I remember just like my jaw dropping to the floor because it's a PG thirteen horror movie. So yeah. I mean, I didn't expect any much violence or anything. But man, first of all, again, spoilers. We already mentioned that for this movie, but all of the children die. They kill all the kids in this movie. That's one of the things that I actually what love I, about Krampus. My favorite is when the, they go fishing for the one the one kid. They get him with a like basically using a fishing method with a hook down the chimney. That's <laughs> so funny. But anyway, like all of the children die, um, and then all the creatures are freaking terrifying. And the practical effects, even I even think that the CG effects with the gingerbread man work really well. And- like. In comparison to the practical effects, I don't think that they work as well. So to me, it stands out more. It, I mean, it definitely does stand out because everything else is practical. That Jack in the Box, or the yeah. yeah, the Jack in the Box thing is crazy. Like oh, the snake thing. Like it's uh, it's it's super weird to see a toy with like an organic mouth like that. I mean, it's it's really weird and unsettling. Yeah. Um. So one of the things that I love so much about Krampus. Like you said, it's a PG-13 horror movie. It's not a lot of blood, not a lot of swearing, no nudity that I can remember. No, none. Um, But, like, it does horror so well in that it plays on, like, it gets you invested in the characters. Every single character, even if I didn't like them, when something happened to them, I was like, no. No, seriously? Oh, come on. Yeah. Like, I genuinely cared when things were happening, and... And it did what horror movies do well, where it gave you the ending that you deserved, not necessarily the ending that you wanted, which... You know what? I actually think that I have a different interpretation of the ending than you do. But we'll talk I about it. I think it's the ending that I wanted. It is... The first time that I watched it, and... Yeah, okay. The first time that I watched it, it was not the ending that I wanted. Because I was like, no, I want this thing to happen which we'll get to in just a second because we've already gone through enough spoilers. Mm-hmm. But the more that I thought about it, it was like, no, you know what? This is the ending that needed to happen. And also it's kind of the ending that I wanted. I just have to rethink about how I wanted that to happen. Mm-hmm. And, and I love the ending and it is perfect and amazing. And Krampus 
when we get to the uh, Christmas spectacular um, episode and we talk about Christmas horror, uh, you know, we'll bring up a bunch of movies that are like, oh, here's a Christmas horror. Here's this one and this one. And what makes Christmas movies and what makes Christmas horror movies and blah, 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 blah. Krampus is to me one of the best, if not the best Christmas horror movie because it has all of the magic and joy and wonder and hope and belief of Christmas Mm -hmm. and all of the like genuine fear of horror movies, but it brings them together to where the horror is playing off of the magic of Christmas rather than just being a slasher in a Santa suit. Yeah. And like Krampus is a Christmas tradition for me at this point. Like I've watched it at least the last four years, I think. Every year, I have to watch Krampus during Christmas. I just, I just have to. I love it. Yeah, I've well, I've watched it two years in a row now, and I, I suspect that it'll be one that I watch every year too. Yeah, you will. Um, so yeah, the ending of Krampus. So, I the first time I watched it, whenever they first do the uh, the wake up scene where it's like, oh, it was all a dream. At first, I was pissed. Right. Like I hate endings like that. I hate it. It's just so cheap. But then when you see the camera pull out and they're in the snow globe, it's like, oh, okay, I get it now. And I feel like there are two, there are really just two ways I think that you can, I mean, there are probably more, but two ways that I would interpret it. Either they are trapped in a snow globe and doomed to repeat Christmas over and over again, or they have been given a second chance and Krampus is just using the snow globe to watch over them. Both. I think it's the second one. So you think they're... Well, I guess in a way they... So, so yeah, the first time that I saw it, I wanted there to be a happy ending. Like when the kids stood up to Krampus, I was like, yes, belief is what brought him. So belief is going to overtake him and they're going to, everything's going to be okay. They're going to win. And then Krampus sucks the kid down. It's like, what? No. (laughs) And then they wake up. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, good. Everything turned out happy. That's what I wanted. I think... I mean, I said that's what I wanted. I wanted there to be a happy ending. I wanted the family to get together and learn their lessons from what had happened. But but it's a horror movie, and I don't know if I... And then when the camera pulls out, just, oh, there yeah, is. this is not a happy ending. They are trapped in hell, but a weird sort of, like, it's going to be okay kind of hell, you know? Like, I, I think that everything worked out, quote-unquote, okay, because they were happy and able to be together. But they're trapped. And hmm. even someone who has house arrest, like, yeah, you can do whatever you want at your house, but you still, before too long, start going a little crazy because you are trapped. And because they are trapped with each other and them hating each other was part of what caused Krampus to get there in the first place, I think that it is going to be that sort of constant hell of we're all together. Oh God! Now do we, what do we do? Like I don't want to actually spend time with these people. So I think that it is a sort of both happy and not happy ending. Hmm. I think it's a happy ending. I think the like for me, and it, this is probably just me because that's how I am. I don't, and I think with this movie, a a dark ending, like it's not what I want. So I mean, I think this is really just a reflection of what I want for these characters. Sure. Because again, I think that they were trying. And I think that the idea of Krampus is to just kind of nudge them, <laughs> to put it delicately, sure, nudge them <laughs> in the right direction to get them back into the Christmas spirit. So I feel like if that was his purpose, then he... 
Basically, like I think that whenever at the end of the movie, whenever they the bell rings before it pulls out to reveal the snow globe, I think that they're all looking at each other because they all are basically remembering what they assume is like was a bad dream that they all kind of shared. Yeah. And so that's why everyone's kind of looking around like, whoa, this is really eerie. Like this is kind of a deja vu kind of feeling, I guess. And then the reveal, the, like the pullback is to show that Krampus is watching them. He's going to keep his eye on them to make sure this doesn't happen again. Yeah, but I don't think that it's a happy ending. Like to me, the ending is dark. I think that they're still where they are. I think that the snow globes is just like the device that he uses to keep to to see you when you're sleeping. No, I don't way, know, that kind man. Of thing. Maybe that's how I interpret it. Maybe I think that it's a dark ending with just a little glimmer of Christmas hope, but still dark. I don't like. I don't feel like this movie should have a dark ending no. because because like, like you said, I think this movie ending. is about keeping the Christmas spirit, and I think that if in the end of the movie they're trapped that's not really in keeping with christmas the christmas spirit like i think that this movie it's kind of cynical not necessarily even cynical like i think jingle all the way is a cynical movie i think that krampus is a movie that recognizes some of the bad that comes along with the holidays like some of the things that we don't enjoy about the holidays but then ultimately is like, you know what? The holidays are great. And even if we have to deal with like our crappy family members or whatever else there is, like it's still the most wonderful time of the year or whatever. Like it's still, there's still hope. There's still, we're still with our families. Like there's still good things about it. See, but I think that it's more uh, kind of going back to what you were saying a little bit earlier of like when people say that they're sorry for doing something, but then they keep doing it. They're not actually sorry. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of feel like that's the ending of this movie in in very stark contrast to Jingle All the Way is, look, things don't turn out okay just because you want them to be okay. Like, yeah, you learned your lesson, but sorry, kid, you learned it too late. Like, you have done so much damage at this point that you kind of get an okay-ish outcome, but it's not happy. Like, to me, it needed that dark ending because it's a horror movie, because it's supposed to have the... Because if everything turned out okay... Where's the horror of it? You know, like where's where's the trauma? Where's the thing that makes it so real and so terrifying? If all that you have to do is just say, oh, sorry, I actually do love my family. What's so real and so terrifying is that they still have three more days to spend with their relatives. <laughs> that's that's the that's the horror. Like it's like, yeah, everything's OK. We have the Christmas spirit, but we're still stuck with these people for a few days. Yeah, I I don't know. I think that the ending is supposed to, I think the ending is dark and I think that it's supposed to be dark and I think that it needs to be dark like when I thought the ending was a happy ending even though that's what I wanted to happen I was a little disappointed when it was a happy ending and then when it pulls out and it's a little bit darker I was like oh I feel some strange sort of relief of when bad basically bad things happening to bad people, even though they're trying and they're good. And I don't think they're really bad, which is why there might be a little bit of ambiguity. I kind of like that. Yeah, they were being terrible. And so they kind of have to pay the consequences of being stuck with being stuck with each each other. other Like they are each other's hell, like a groundhog day version of being stuck with each other on Christmas. Yeah. That is cruel and unusual. And I don't know. I that mean, qualifies as cruel and unusual punishment. I'm sorry. The, the fact that uh, there's not like an uh, extra credit scene that shows you what happens next. The fact that there hasn't been a sequel. Obviously, we don't know. But I like that ambiguity of, I mean, it could be happy or it could not. I, I don't know. 
but I do love because uh, we should probably <laughs> start wrapping yeah. things up. I do love the fact that the cover of Krampus spoils the it ending does. of I know. the movie. It's, it's so great. It's such a smart idea for the poster. It's so good because you don't like you don't think about that until the very end. You're like, oh damn you PR people and it's, telling me exactly what's gonna happen. It's so fun. Like it's so good. It's great. Love it. Um. Yeah, so part of the other reason that we paired these movies is just the mall scene of everyone attacking oh, yeah. each other. I forgot. I wanted to mention that because the opening of Krampus, when I first started watching, I'm like, oh, this, like, the first thing I thought of was like, oh, this is just like the scene yeah. at the first toy store in Jingle All the Way when they're trampling people. In Jingle All the Way, they play it for laughs and it's just a goofy fun time or whatever. And then in Krampus, it's like, no, this is terrible. There are children crying, and there are people beating each other up over stuff. Yeah, and the like, music is playing is like such a classic, joyous Christmas song. I forget exactly which song it is um, at this point, um, but but yeah, like it's a like when you hear the song, you instantly think fun, happy Christmas, and everything is slowed down, and so it's like really showing that dichotomy of. People say that this is the most wonderful time of the year, but people treat each other like crap. You're running each running over each other during a Christmas play about like Jesus and Bethlehem. You're fighting each other. And so like all of this stuff, we say that we're supposed to be having fun, but we are horrible to each other around Christmas. You know, the all the like culture wars keep Christ in Christmas. But stop being an asshole at Christmas. Oh man, I love the the little bit in the movie where they he turns on the tv and it's like is is there a war on christmas yeah, or whatever and no. it's like oh god it's so dumb it is so dumb so like i i love that and that sets up the rest of the movie of like you can say that you're being happy but i mean if all that you're doing is like acting out of malice things don't always turn out so great yeah the, literally the opening scene of this movie is like a scathing indictment of everything that jingle all the way represents yeah <laughs> like it's it's pretty funny. Also, the song is it's beginning to look like Christmas. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, and it's so funny. Yeah, and then jingle all the way. Everyone gets a happy ending, even though they're terrible people. Much worse than Krampus. I think the people in Krampus deserve a second chance. Yeah. No, I do too. That's why I like to think that they have been given a second chance at the end of the movie. I think the people in Jingle All the Way need a visit from Krampus. So yeah, basically that's 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 the whole idea behind this podcast is we're advocating for a Krampus sequel starring the family <laughs> from Jingle All the Way. So you get Arnold Schwarzenegger and Rita Wilson and uh, Jake Lloyd back if he's not like in prison or something. I feel like he had some <laughs> kind of legal like some legal issues when he was older. Or, you know, you could just get Hayden Christensen oh, to, to be the son. That please, would be great. That would be awesome. <laughs> so this is what this is what I want. Also, you know what I, I forgot to mention? There is a jingle all the way too. Starring oh, yeah, there is. Larry the Cable Guy. I've never seen it. I will never see it. I, I probably won't either. I don't. I don't. Yeah. Maybe Krampus shows up in it, though. Maybe we should watch it just to see what happens. Maybe Krampus is Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> Larry the Krampus Guy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, it, any final thoughts on our analysis between these two Christmas uh, movies? I think I think that's it. Um, I will probably still continue to watch both of these movies because even though Jingle All the Way is kind of terrible, it's also kind of fun. I feel like in a way, like it's just again, it's one of those movies that's just so weird to me that it exists and that 
adults made this movie. Like adult human beings made this movie and either didn't realize the issues that it had or just didn't think that people would notice or... Or trying to be satirical, but without going far enough to be like a black comedy. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, but it's, it's one of those movies where as I'm watching it, I'm, I can't believe what's happening. And I think that it like is really giving kids, especially like a horrible lesson. But at the same time, like, it's just so ridiculous that I can kind of find some fun in it. And some of it's pretty funny. Like there's some pretty funny lines. Like, yeah, again, I enjoyed it. I chuckled. Arnold saying put that cookie down now is uh is a classic arnold punching the reindeer arnold punching a reindeer is god it's the best especially because like he shakes his hands you know that he probably cut a knuckle on his tooth uh and the whole fight with all the santa clauses is just like there's a part where bill goldberg shows up and punches a little person Vern troyer he punches yeah okay okay wow that's cool I mean, not cool cool that he punches someone, but, but no, he punches him and then he like flies across the fucking room. Oh God, it's so terrible. It's so bad, but it's also just like, it's delightful in, in its own kind of bizarre way. (laughs) Oh goodness. Um, yeah, for me, Jingle All the Way is, it's rewatchable each year in a, like I've run out of Christmas movies and throw that on (laughs) fine. You know, it's it, it's it's a backup. It's a we need something to watch. It's that's Christmassy. And there's a Santa hat. Krampus, <laughs> Krampus is on my list of like every year. I have to watch Krampus sometime between Halloween and Christmas. Typically, it's a little bit closer to Halloween because I like doing like a week to ten days of uh, transition of Christmas horror movies to really go out of Halloween into Christmas. But this year was a little bit closer. Um, all right, on next episode. We're going to be doing something very, very similar. We're going to be doing another analysis with two movies. One of them is much more happy and fun and lighthearted and kid appropriate. And then something that is much more realistic and dark and horrifying. And I can't wait. Next episode, we're going to talk about Home Alone in comparison to Better Watch Out. Yeah, which, man, if if somebody's listening to the podcast and hasn't watched Better Watch Out, you need to go do that. Stat. It's on Shutter and it's great. There, there. And don't are read things... anything about it beforehand. No, go in as nothing. blind as possible. There are things about Better Watch Out. Like it's not one of those movies that like you know shook me or anything. But there are still parts about the movie that leave me unsettled. Oh man, no. There, there are parts of this movie that I have to like. I did not expect to be disturbed by the movie in any way. But man, this movie, it's dark. Yeah, it's super dark. Yeah, I saw it at last year's Knoxville Horror Film Fest, and I've only seen it once then. So it's been over a year, and it is still, like, there are some scenes that are just, like, I I can't stop thinking about them. Not in a, oh, man, it's so awesome, I can't stop thinking about it. But, like, just, like, this, God. I, it sticks with you. It makes me a little uneasy. It is an amazing horror movie, but, yeah, the things about it that are unsettling are super unsettling, and I love it. Go watch both of them. Yeah, and there there are some very interesting connections, some like actually like very overt connections. Yeah, between the two movies. Um, but I I think it'll be interesting to kind of dive into the way that Better Watch Out takes that Home Alone concept and tries to show you how that would happen in the real world in a way. Yeah, but also in a way that you would never expect it to happen. Like this movie, <sighs> just like like I said, I didn't know much about it before I watched it, and what I expected is not 
what I got. And I, I knew nothing about it, and I'm so thankful about that. Yeah, you really need to go in not knowing anything about it, if possible. Yeah, it, it it's amazing. Uh, so watch those two by next week, because that's, uh, that's going to be the next episode. And then, coming up very soon, in, in just a couple of weeks, the Christmas spec the adequate. adequate. It, it's going to be okay. Is 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 that its official subtitle now? Yes. It's going to be okay. Yes. Is that going to be on the episode title? When Christmas spec adequate colon. It's, it's going to be, be okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, you know we're we're going to talk about a lot of things and you know just argue about stuff and to Christmas and I'll find like I don't know music or something. I don't know. It'll be okay. Can we not play Christmas music? I love Christmas, but I hate Christmas music. I really do. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I hate Christmas music. If it's like in a Christmas movie, it's okay because it kind of sets the tone or whatever. But like on the radio and stuff, I'm like, no, I can't do it. I I have an idea. Hopefully, I'll be able to actually get this done. Um, But I have an idea. And um, it's going to be a surprise for you. For me? Yes. Oh, okay. Literally for you and for the audience, but also very specifically for you. Okay. I just, I need to just actually work on it. It, <laughs> it might not happen. It's a tentative surprise. Okay. Again, this, this it's not a spectacular. I can't guarantee anything. It's a spectacular. It'll be okay. It will. Yeah. It'll be so average. <laughs> as average as it's going to be, I am so looking forward to it. I know. I can't wait. It's going to be, it's going to be so average. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be the adequatest. All right, Eric, where do you want people to find you? I forgot um, that last time. Yeah, you can find me on um, some places that are online. Uh, Twitter. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at the Chimerican, on Instagram at Chimerican Reviews. Have on, you posted anything yet on Instagram? Um, yes, just don't go look and see. <laughs> I keep getting followers on Instagram, but I haven't done it. Like, I get notifications that I'm getting followers, just and I'm not doing anything other than just literally just on the web pictures the of podcast. movies that you're watching you will get a ton of followers people just love pictures of movies that you're watching <laughs> all right i'm gonna start doing it i need to i i, I keep forgetting about it honestly Terrible so yeah anyway worst. you can follow me post coming soon on instagram at american <laughs> reviews um my personal twitter account is at eric j a y harris and then you can also find me on letterboxd at eric j a y and you can find me on Facebook and on Instagram at the Gargoyle Podcast, uh, on Twitter at Gargoyle Podcast, and on Letterboxd at the Gargoyle. And if you enjoyed this episode uh, or any of the episodes that we've done in the past, um, be sure to follow us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or Anchor.fm. Just do a search for the Gargoyle. That's G A R G Y L E because it's a gargoyle wearing an argyle sweater because it, it just is. Um, yeah, so follow us there, leave some feedback, let us know what movies you watched as part of your Christmas traditions, and we probably won't have time to cover them this year, but we're always building a list of more and more movies to watch and review and discuss. Um, so yeah, let us know what you want to hear us talk about. Um, even though this podcast is very, very movie-centric, it's not exclusively movies, it's just, you know, basically movies. Uh, yeah, sometimes we do reviews, sometimes analysis, sometimes listing of things. Just movies. A lot of horror, but not not only horror. Not only horror, yeah. yeah. There are other genres out there that are good. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to when we do some uh, uh, some martial arts movies. That'd be fun. You know yeah. what we should do? We need to do some Oscar, uh, like Gargoyle Oscars. 
I was thinking about whenever Oscar season comes around. Just do the Gargoyle Awards for what we think should win the Oscars? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Okay, I'm good with that. I was just... Or like past Oscar movies. Yeah. Yeah, we totally should because I need to show the audience my full like range of film tastes. Eh, whatever. We we love movies. All Pretty much any movies. movie, yeah. Any kind of genre, I'm I'm game. There's just a lot more to discuss with horror because there's so many more things. And oh, like this was the last thing. I like this was uh driving all of the discussion, but I forgot to explicitly state it. In terms of Krampus versus Jingle All the Way, one of the things that I love about horror movies is we've talked a little bit about this before. It, sh- it it peels back the sort of Hollywoodness of it and shows you when bad things happen, you still have to deal with that trauma. Mm. Um, so, yeah, like Arnold doesn't get arrested. There is nothing showing him having to pay any sort of consequence for his actions. Krampus, you do. And, and so I love the fact that with horror movies, any movie other than horror, doesn't matter how bad things get, everything can turn out okay by the end with just some happy music and people smiling because they never show what happens next Mm. with horror movies. People are not smiling and it is not happy and it ends dark because you just went through a trauma and sometimes you have to deal with that. Yeah. It's, it really does like horror is designed to be confrontational in a way. And I think that that's, what's, what's really great about it is that it's not only are you confronting like your own fears or whatever, but it does confront those kind of, Especially with with Hollywood movies, it's a good point. Like it confronts those like stereotypical like, oh, everything's gonna be great now. But in a horror movie, it's like, well, no, not really. This is what would actually happen in that situation. Yeah. Or like these are not necessarily what would actually happen, but like the feelings that this horror movie evokes kind of like remind you, like, oh, not everything is just gonna be okay. Like at the snap of a finger. Yeah. Sometimes you have to really work at it yeah. to get over things and to get past things and to make stuff okay. Yeah. It's not all gonna be okay just over the course of one Christmas Eve. Yeah. And and that's what I love about horror. That's part of why we watch and discuss so much horror. There's just so much to discuss. But we do love other genres: westerns, action, comedy, Drama. really bad movies. Just Anything. really bad movies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and really good movies. Well, yeah. But yeah, so it's not just horror, but if you really hate horror, um, why have you been listening? I'd yeah. be I'd be very surprised if you hate horror, <laughs> but have been listening for the last three months. Anywho, come back, listen to more episodes. We'll talk about more movies. Next time we'll talk about more Christmas movies. Because yay, Christmas. Yay. Christmas is fun. I love Christmas. Me too. I, it's so... The, it's so interesting like being a dad now and how I still enjoy Christmas just as much now as an adult as I did as a kid because as a kid it's like oh I'm looking forward to Santa coming and now as an adult it's like I'm looking forward to Santa coming for my kids <laughs> when, once Neil is old enough to talk uh, I guarantee you I'm going to hear a lot of oh, dad grow up <laughs> yeah I know I, I am such a big kid Um, alright that's been it for this episode of the Gargoyle Podcast I'm Nathan aka the Gargoyle and I'm Eric aka the Chimerican and remember kids it, you better watch out for Sinbad I was, I was hoping that you were going to say you better not cry <laughs> you better not cry better not pout I'm telling you why Arnie is going to fight Krampus and he is going to lose because Kramp- Krampus is stronger he can't bench press himself out of that one no wait Krampus can't bench press no, it no Arnold oh yeah press. I was making a reference to Phil Hartman's line in the movie plus Krampus would just like stomp on his face literally just stomp him yeah be 
get him with those chains of his. I wonder if Krampus is one of the uh, one of the ghosts from Christmas Carol. Ooh, that'd be cool. He's the ghost of Christmas future, or Christmas to come. Yeah, it would be ghost of Christmas yet to come. With all those chains and shackles. We don't really know because Krampus, you don't actually see his face. He's just wearing that mask. Yeah. In the movie, so maybe under that mask he just looks like. Well, and it could be a ghost just like carrying around a a, a body. Oh man, it could be like the ghost in uh, Scrooge, where like underneath his cloak and stuff. It's just, oh like, all man, the little, I love that ghost. All the little creepy like <laughs> dead people, ghost <laughs> spirit specter <laughs> things. I love Scrooge. Christmas is a lot of fun. Horror is a lot of fun. Christmas horror is uh, double fun. It's all the all the fun. All the fun. All the Christmas. This is terrible. <laughs> we got to start getting out while the getting's good. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> if we have to suffer through this, they have to suffer <laughs> through this. Kind of like Krampus in that way. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Seriously, bye now. <laughs>